Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Where is Sydney? That's it, Queensland. Silver Fiji? That's it, Queensland. Where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queensland's everywhere. Yeah, well, where would we be without Queensland? I mean, uh, the, the Sunshine State has hosted the, the back half or most of the, of the competition this year. And uh, we thank our lucky stars for Queensland that the game is still rolling on and rolling on in a big, big way. A double header at the weekend really wasn't in Mackay. And again, there will be two games uh, played. The preliminary finals this weekend, both being played at Suncorp Stadium. So uh, while there are no Queensland teams still left at the business end, uh, we still talk to our Queensland correspondent, Steve Renoff, who joins us. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Chris. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, thank you, buddy. And we do it for Deadly Choices. I'll talk more about Deadly Choices uh, a little bit later on. So we're down to four, Pearl. We're down to four. Yes. Um, and uh, I guess rightly so. Uh, it is the top four, um, which just goes to show that uh, very difficult to win this premiership from uh, outside the top four. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think we talked about that through the year that, um, you know, it really was the top four that are there now and it was really then the rest. So that sort of panned out the way it is and, you know, these teams have been dominant. They deserve to be there. Uh, so Manly Souths on uh, Friday, Melbourne Penrith on Saturday afternoon. A lot of people, including myself um, and maybe you too, thought Melbourne might play Penrith in the grand final. That's not going to happen. Two blockbuster games, both at Suncorp. What sort of a crowd would you expect for those games? Well, look, you'd expect there to be full houses, to be honest. I mean, this is very unique uh, for, for well, Brisbane and Queensland to get these games. And within Queensland, you know, we're allowed to travel. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, a blockbuster weekend of rugby league. And I think everyone's a bit, you know, all a bit excited. So I'm hoping for big crowds, both, both games. If I was to ask you, and Dally M's are tonight, they're also next week, so it's split over two nights. Um, um, coach of the year, Steve. Coach of the year. Now, you know Wayne Bennett really well. You've won four premiership, four premierships at Brisbane under the master coach. Um, so it's a short list of five nominees. Uh, Wayne is obviously up there. Ivan Cleary, he's searching for his very first premiership. Trent Robinson, what he's done with the Roosters has been nothing short of remarkable Desi Hasler, um, he was uh, going to get sacked um, <laughs> after four four rounds, um, but he's uh, he's still there as well and going going great guns. And then you've got Craig Bellamy, um, nineteen yeah. wins on the trot, um, equaling an all time record. It's a tough decision, this one, isn't it? It is a tough decision, and you look at the. Yeah, obviously the four that are there look all outstanding coaches, outstanding people, and uh, it's probably why they're so successful. But um, I, I think I've mentioned this before: Craig Bellamy and what he's done with that Melbourne team, um, without um, uh, Cameron Smith. I, I really thought, and my my, my 
um, selection at the start of the year that um, Melbourne, without Cam Smith, will struggle to make the four. And, gee, totally proved me wrong. And Craig Belling has just lifted this team to another level. So when you, when you look at the way the, the, the year's gone, Craig Bellamy would have to pit the other three. Mm. Okay, and uh, so you've got Hasler, Robinson, Bennett, Cleary, Bellamy. You think you think it will go to Bellamy? Uh, look, I, you, 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 could, you could mount an argument for all five of those guys oh, for course, for sure. Yes. You um, back to Wayne Bennett. So, where when you won your first premiership with Wayne? Uh, what was that? Ninety two. Ninety two. Yes. Ninety two. Then ninety three. You're ninety seven. Ninety eight. Yeah. The the yeah. inaugural uh, NRL, 98, yeah, we won that. That's right. When you won the first back in 92 and then the second 93, you obviously knew you were being coached by a very, very smart man, um, a man that would go on to be known, I guess, as the master coach. But could you um, imagine way back when that fast forward the 30 years or whatever <laughs> that, that this guy will be gunning for an eighth premiership across four decades? Did you, did you see that Wayne would have that sort of longevity? Yeah, look, you know, you, you sort of focus in on the moment. And I, I always just say I was very fortunate to play my whole career here in Australia under Wayne. And, um, you know, nothing phases Wayne. And and, and that's the thing. And I was, we we had a conversation today about Wayne with a group of blokes. And, um, you know, the, the winner out of all of this doesn't matter what happens, um, you know, for career and what's happened and new teams coming in uh, is Wayne Bennett, you know, it, it, he, what he's done is, is you know, he's arguably the best coach ever um, at, at this current time, and it doesn't really matter what happens for the rest of the, the, you know, for the rest of this year, the next couple of weeks. He's still very successful, and and what he does, and how he gets players up, he's, it's very unique what he does. Um, but as you said, Chris, longevity, he's still doing it. it it's it's been amazing. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's something special, isn't he? And, uh, you know, to be going in his 70s and, and still going strong, what, what, what's the best um, the best trait in Wayne Bennett that makes him so special, do you think? Well, I, I think he, he's very good with one-on-one. So he, he, can, he can really uh, associate personally with each player. He, he can sort out um, who's who in the Zoom personalities. And, you know, over the years, he... He gets a bit of help with that. I mean, originally he helped at Broncos, but one-on-one, he, he, he realises that he's got a team of individuals and he'll work on what he needs to work on one-on-one when needed. And look, I, I must admit, I, I was one of those players early on in my career that I needed a lot of one-on-one from Wayne. And it, it, it's funny enough that you get used to him giving you advice and, and that could be just little things and footy and life, but... um. Everything that comes out of your mouth as a player, and everyone who's played under him will respect this, is that he, he doesn't say anything that does have no, that doesn't have any meaning or doesn't benefit you. So you really listen, and you learn that very quickly. Um, and you know, for me personally, he was true to his word with a lot of things um, that that we talked about, and he still is to this day. And you know, some people might argue that with me, other players, but the, the thing is, he's very good at getting to know a person individually. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people say that. And I think you've said that to me uh, before. Um, he plays all sorts of games with, with the media. We know that. But uh, his <laughs> players love him and, and he loves his players. Well, if I was to ask you, Steve, um, and you've played in so many final series, uh, as I say, you've won four premierships with Brisbane. Then we're rewinding the clock 
Uh, what would be a couple of your most memorable finals moments as a player? Look, I, I always got to say the our inaugural to, to for Brisbane to win in '92. Um, you know, the first team to take the, the Winfield Cup out of Sydney. Um, that was pretty special, and you know, we we mentioned that and we talk about that a, a fair fair bit up here when I when I get asked that question to win. Um, you know, with that group of players and uh, first, you know, we're the first Queensland team, a lot of firsts there with Brisbane winning that. And, you know, we weren't just playing for our city, we were playing for the state. So that was very, very special. And, you know, I've talked to you now and I get goosebumps, Chris. So that's um, what it means to the players that were involved in that and very special group of players. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I thought you might say that. I was looking through some records today. Um, so you went on, you won it in 93 as well. Um, beat St George, wasn't it? But your prelim final, uh, you, you scored that final try, didn't you? Against the yeah, Dogs, 93. I think. Yes. Yeah, against the Doggies. And I, I'd, I'd been come back from a broken jaw. So yeah. I missed the, the first couple of finals uh, with a broken jaw. And, um, and, and one thing Wayne said to me, he said, if you get your jaw ready, within five weeks um, from the doctor's advice, um, I'll put you straight back in the team because uh, my replacements were Wendell Sale and Willie Kahn and they were on fire. So, um, But Wayne put me back in the team and, and we got the prelim against the Doggies. And, and you know, it was very special that, that year as well. Uh, it, you know, we'd come from fifth, yeah. which was very unusual. Um, we finished fifth, but uh, we, we got our way through the final and went back to back. Yeah, wow. Did you, and I'm just trying to think back at the start of your career, did you always wear the headgear or was that after the broken jaw? No, no, I always, always wear the headgear, yeah. mate. Um, I, uh, I I, got knocked out I got knocked out and put in hospital when I was 14 and it's virtually an ultimatum from my mum. At the, my mum just said, look, good. you, you got to keep playing, you've you got to wear a headgear. And whether that helped or not, it was, it was all... It was just all for what my mum thought. And, you know, then I sort of wore it from there on in. Here's one for our listeners, and you probably are at the top of the list. Who's the greatest centre to have worn headgear? It's got to be the Pearl. It's got to be you. (laughs) I was thinking, you know, um, there aren't that many. Jared Croker, obviously, with Canberra. Brett Wardwell. Brett, yeah. Brett, yeah. Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Who who else was he? Well, Beaver played centre a little bit. But oh, we Beaver, can't, yeah, Beaver. yeah, but we can't put him. We can't call him the centre. Tony Martin from <laughs> Melbourne Storm. Do you remember Tozza? Tony Martin. Tony Martin yeah, I Mel- played against Tony. He, he was a good player. Yes. He had the old stadium headgear. Yeah. So we, Tony. well, I, I worked with him over in London for, for a number of years, Toz. So I'm going to try and track him down later on. We might chat to him later on this week. Um, the greatest yeah, centres, headgeared centres. There aren't many of them, but you are clearly at the top of the list. Right, mate, I'll let you go. Before you go, um... Talking of centres, Dally M Centre of the Year. A few nominations. I mean, who do you think yeah. that might go to? Oh, look, and I, I, we were talking earlier, and we, we spoke about this bloke today, Justin Mullen. Mm. I, I just think how he's matured, and he's just got this all-round solid game, you know, and uh, it just shows what a coach like Craig Bellamy can do with a player like him. But he he's the ultimate. I mean, we we're talking about his defence and what he does, and he's he's just mm. an all-round great player. Yeah, he's 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 come a long way, hasn't he? And uh, again, Craig Bellamy getting the best out of a out of a player that not many people knew too much about before he uh, started pulling on the Melbourne jersey. Uh, you've gone with um, Craig Bellamy, Coach of the Year, Player of the Year. If I threw a few names at you, um, Nathan Cleary <laughs> was leading the list before they went behind closed doors around about. 
I think it was back in round 12. You've got Tedesco, yeah. you've got Tommy Turbo, you've got Cody Walker. Who you fancy? Well, all, all the talk is Tommy Turbo, isn't it? Just just the way he's changed uh, the Manly Seagulls and after he's come back. And so there's a lot there, whether there was enough games there for him to get it, but uh, that's all the talk. And you just got to see what he's done uh, since he, he's come back from his injury and he, he's just turned that team around, which is very special. Steve Renoff, um, and your final question for the evening. So, uh, Manly, South Sydney, who goes through? South Sydney, I, I, I really think Wayne can get these boys up. Um, you know, as I said, he, I'd love to see him get through to another grand final. Melbourne, Penrith? Yeah, Melbourne. Uh, I, I, I just can't see... Um, if Melbourne, if they go out there and play the potential, Melbourne will just tear anyone apart, and they do it. So you know they do it with ease, you know not with ease, but they just work hard. They know what they're doing, and Craig Belling have done his homework, and I, I think they'll push through. Who wins the premiership? Uh, no, save that. We'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah, save that one. Yeah. Save our save keep our one. powder dry. Steve, always made it a pleasure having you on. Thanks for taking a bit of time out and doing it. No worries, mate. Thanks, Chris. Great stuff. We'll chat next week. That's Steve Renoff, and that's for Deadly Choices, uh, which aims to empower Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people towards a healthier, happier life by eating healthy, exercising daily, and eradicating sugar, smokes, and booze from their diet. This is Higher Ground.